Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Mm -hmm. I think today, I thought we would, uh, we have some other things to talk about, but... Um, you know, you can't really say today, because it is night outside. It's true. We are Tonight, shooting at night. These lights have lit, up, lit us up. It's a little have. unusual. It is a little unusual. We usually do during the day, when the lights don't do anything, but we set them up anyway. <laughs> That's right. Um, <coughs> but uh, I thought we'd talk about two... Uh, things that happened recently with one of our creative partners here at the Jeff and Casey Show. We have a creative partner? We have a creative partner. I did not know that. And uh, it's a company, I don't know if you've heard of them, they're called Adobe. Um, and I have use heard them. of them. Yeah, and we use them. Uh, we yes, use we Premiere we for use editing Premiere. Uh, both the, uh, this show and the cartoon. That's right. Um, and in the past, I've used them for other things like Photoshop. I don't use that much anymore. I'm a GIMP and man myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm on GIMP now, I GIMP too. I it up. It's gotten to the point where I can't really tell the difference, and yeah. So, I don't know what's going on over at Adobe, but they're making it difficult for me. Now, one of the things with the cartoon is we switched away from Final Cut to Premiere because we feel like Apple is a bad creative partner. And even in that, and we're calling it, <clears> we're <throat> elevating this like this is a, a system of equals, but my point is... We're using it for creating data. That I think we're we are. Have... I mean, if the Jeff and Casey show and Adobe kind of had to fight it out in the mind in the in the mind of the consumer, right? I think they'd be like Jeff and Casey show, okay. right? It's no, like I mean. it's like they're not gonna go like ah Adobe maybe. Well, we certainly, should like, no, if they Adobe's tried... out, Jeff and Casey show in. But certainly, yes. once they went to buy something on Adobe's site, and you try to figure out. It's hard to even know what you're buying now because yeah. there's versions and CSs and right. I don't even know. Right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> we switched away from Apple because they did some stuff to Final Cut that made it very difficult for us to move our files. We had a lot of stuff. Well, and, so and, and also to be fair, like a lot of that was just like we want to maintain a cross-platform mm -hmm. editing ability because like, well, like I mean, it's locking just... the problem. One of the big problems with Final Cut is you're kind of locked into a Mac. Yeah. And Macs are not something you yeah. really want to be locked into, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, even, yeah. even then we had this problem of like, okay, we have, uh, cartoon was reasonably expensive to make. We have a lot of data that's locked yeah. up in a package that yeah. we can't even use. It's and bad. that is no longer even compatible with their own package. That's true. So it's like, all right, we're going to do this. We end up importing all these frames, whatever, we use Premiere, and, and fine. And Premiere, let's, I'm not going to say that it was great, but we may because do. Because that is not what it was. Right, we may do. And I will, the, the new one, the 64-bit one, at least doesn't crash all the time, so that's good. That is true. Um, I have had a huge number of licensing trouble with this particular version in that I go to use the thing, the same package that I used yesterday. And in doing so, it says that you are no longer licensed since yesterday. That's, well, you know, lots has changed in the world. Since I right? rebooted the machine. That's internet true. time. It's true. The speed at which your license expires. So I've had a lot of trouble with that. Years even to, the, even to the point where like all my tricks of like, well, okay, deauthorize, reauthorize. Oh, it works. That stopped working. Like it's just been a nightmare, but it doesn't crash as much. So I'm like, I'm basically living with it. Occasionally I have to call them and say, why does my license not work? Right. But they've made some changes lately. Right. And one of the biggest ones is that they are not going to charge for the software anymore. You're like, oh, that's kind of awesome. You don't charge for updates anymore. What does that mean? You don't buy the package anymore. You don't buy okay. Premiere. You yes. don't buy Photoshop. Right. You don't buy any one of the number, Illustrator, all of their packages. What they've gone to is a system where you rent the software annually, right? It is a subscription model where you no longer buy updates anymore. And the reason why they've done this is apparently they've had the subscription model for a while. 
didn't know that. Like, all right. Whatever. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that. Again, that they website announced it is like crazy. like a year or two ago. Yep. Yeah. So they, uh, it's called Cloud Studio, I believe. I'm sure it is. Um, now, again, Adobe can't keep the software that I purchased licensed on my own machine. So why would trust them with my data on the cloud? I don't know why they think that's a good idea. Also, I don't know exactly how they expect me to get the... This is a simple little video cast, but we will generate two and a half terabytes of data for this hour. <laughs> That's of right, for almost nothing. So somehow yeah. I'm supposed to get that up to Adobe, whose servers I'm sure are not gonna be lagging by everybody else uploading two gigabytes. Wait, I'm, I'm confused though. I thought it was, I thought the subscription for the cloud servers was just the software is on the cloud, not the The software is on the cloud. The they data. also have storage. They have, they have. Well, but you don't have to use that. No, no, that's true. It's true. Okay. But it's, it's like, this is where yeah. they're, I mean, I, everybody's yeah. thinking cloud. Everyone's thinking cloud. And then everyone thinking cloud, the cloud really needs, I hate the, the fucking cloud. Anyway, so the funny thing about that is um, there's been, there's been software over the years that has gone to effectively, mm. some of them uh, have gone to a subscription uh, model effectively, even though they really haven't come out and said it. Like Quicken, uh, you have to update every three years, or the ba or the bank connection doesn't yeah. work. Like Autodesk is similar, basically. Like they yes. they want people locked in to a yearly subscription yes. plan so much so that basically like they set up the pricing to make it kind of prohibitive for you right. to do otherwise, right. right? Like they always make it so that like you really want to do this and they will make it so that their upgrade schemes all kind of make it so that you really have to do right. this. So it's clear that like they're not offering you a choice. They really yeah. want you to be on subscription. Well, and I, okay, well, if you absolutely have to purchase the product, fine. Right. But to be but fair- also, for, it keeps working after that subscription period is over. I was going to say, so to be yeah. fair to Autodesk though, they did not do what Adobe did, which is that you have to keep it up. Yeah. Like with Adobe, at least when you stop the subscription, you can still use whatever the last thing was, which right. I get the sense Adobe's is not that. Yeah. I don't get that. Now, again, this is something they announced. So we have Well, and to a lot right. of customers being upset. So okay. they, if they are a smart company, they might react and go, okay, our bad. Well, it's not Adobe, so we know that's not true. Maybe. Um, so How long did it take them thing, to, have, to be able to like change the size of the toolbar icon so that yeah, they didn't maybe. keep getting smaller? Like that's where they were at. Right? Well, I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about here is there is a huge amount of creative work done in these packages, right? And despite like, I don't like their interfaces, I find them confusing and awkward and horrible. And I think a lot of the stuff they do is wrong because there is a group of enough people using it. There is a lot of uh, uh, product knowledge there's that is locked there's up There's an institutional know-how, yes, a community know-how essentially. Yes. You know that probably your photographer knows how to use Photoshop. Yeah. That's just a given yes. right at this point. So what I'm bothered by is the exact same feeling you feel when you read about mm -hmm. banks that are too big to fail, which is these okay, products okay. are important not to creative industries, but to like the United States in right, a way right, right. that you can't have software companies experimenting with them, right, fucking right. around. It's the same thing as Windows 8. There's a point at which you start going, wait a second, all of our shit runs on your operating system. <laughs> You can't make all of your shit pretend to be a tablet, right? right? right. Yeah. At least you can not update. But doing this with something that is uh, systemic, like, is a huge... It's the same thing with AutoCAD. Every fucking building... Is like, built with... If yeah. you want to get uh, your building permits approved, you submit them in AutoCAD format, right, right. right? So you can't all of a sudden say, 
we're gonna expire everything that everybody uses like that. That's a too big to fail. That's a fucking with the economy kind of situation. And certainly if this is all of a sudden something that's happening all the time, um, you have this problem of like the cre creative the, the 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 creative industries are going to be impacted. I mean, <clears throat> ignoring even the fact that there's a huge amount of creative work that is done with, you know, stolen software, right? Sure. That still that that like, hey, yes, they have a right to try to curtail and whatever. It still is. Well, no, they don't. I mean, one of the interesting things about that, right, is part part of what you're talking about. The government is the only people. Who controls whether they have a right to do that? Yeah. Right. If the government, if Congress decided tomorrow that you don't have that right anymore, you don't. It's not in the Bill of Rights. That is not a Bill of Rights thing. Right. Congress and Congress alone has the ability to decide what you do and do not have the rights to do. Right. So they don't. Congress has given them that right, and if they demonstrate that they cannot handle that properly, it could be and should be taken away. Yeah. But yes, continue. That's an aside. So, I think we all I, agree I, I, that in general we want people to be able to recoup money from copyrighted things. I just think at some point when you have something that is there is enough data in a particular file format and in not just the file format because you could make converters but also in know-how and using something. Right. It's a language. If you change, it's a language we speak. Yes. It's like if you started if someone owned English. Right. You couldn't just have them say, "Oh, you know what? In order to use English, we're making a bunch of changes. You got to do." It. It's like, right. ah, that's kind of like a Chinese government thing. It's like, "I hey, guess what, guys? Yeah. The writing system has changed. Here's what it is now." It's like <laughs> Ah, anyway, so that, that that yeah. is absolutely so. Taking out the specific case of like, hey, I'm just not going to fucking use their products anymore, and I'll ride Premiere until the fucking thing starts working. The right. CS6 or Which whatever. Which probably won't be that long. But who yeah. knows? Yeah, like exactly. Like it checks into the update server. Who the fuck knows what it's going to do? So, but it seems to me that you have this thing of when you become part of the system, when you are systemic like that, you don't. It's not merely a responsibility anymore not to fuck people. It's like there's got to be something that prevents people from absolutely, absolutely fucking up the creative <clears> economy, <throat> which they totally could. I see what you're saying. Um, and so that, uh, and, and, and just this general, this general move towards things that run on the cloud, this is similar to the fact that like, Oh hey, uh, Google will capriciously decide to change the interface to Gmail, and right, everybody right. just has to suck it up. Right. Right. And again, like there's a point at which the productivity loss that their their randomness is applying right. on us. Right. Like, where's where's our rebate? Where's the fucking right. bullshit right, we right. get back on this? Because that's shouldn't be allowed. It's, well, it, it's getting out of control. Like, there's, I guess there's two things there. I think one of them has an easy solution and one of them doesn't, right? So I'll start with the one that doesn't have an easy solution first because since it doesn't have an easy solution, I can just say what it is and mm -hmm. then we know what the solution is. So one of the problems with technological progress in general is that it, you can't just keep a thing that you have, right? It's like if I come out with a version of Photoshop that does the best that it can do in 1990, mm -hmm. I really can't use that version to make much in 2020. Okay. Like sure. it just, it, it, it's not like a, it is not a thing that can continue. It's kind of like cars. Like I can't necessarily buy a car from 1970 and expect it to really still be working properly in 2020. There's like a rot mm -hmm. built in there. Right. And in the digital sense, it's not like a materials rot, but it's kind of a like technological rot. It's like, you just can't work with the stuff that you need to work with in the future if you have this thing. 
And so what that means is that it's not like you can mandate that you always have to provide this old thing. You know, you can't say, look, Photoshop's too essential. You have to keep providing Photoshop the way it is because mm -hmm. Photoshop the way it is isn't actually what we want. We want a well-shepherded Photoshop that has grown appropriately as technology advances and as we see the things that humans need to do with it going forwards, right? And so I don't know how you legislate or how you set up systems to guarantee that that happens other than by having competition. Competition in this case has failed mm -hmm. for some reason. Nobody seems to be able to make an image editing package. I guess because 2D art is so fucking hard now, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but that's the situation. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. It's obviously a desire problem because there are so many 3D packages. Autodesk has had to buy a number of companies to try and keep the monopoly on that. Right. Right? Whereas Photoshop, there's nothing. Right. There's like two people who ever made another competing package and both of them kind of like just fell by the wayside. Nobody right. didn't have to buy them. Right. They were just crap. Right. And like they just flamed out. So for some reason, like people just don't seem to want to make 2D editing packages, so I don't know what to do there. I think that problem is hard to solve. You just have to get people together to make good stuff to compete. I don't know what else you can do because it's hard. How, how would you even force Adobe to do the right thing? Because maybe they don't even know the right Like I don't even know what you create to make sure that they continue to shepherd Photoshop well. I don't know how you do that thing, right? Yeah. I guess the thing what so I would look that. at, I mean, I have an idea on that. I don't know if it's a good one, but the idea would idea? be if you use, if for the government to use any file format that your software provides, the software must continue to be available at the same terms that it was available when you started okay, using that but format. That's, that's the second thing. That is not, because that doesn't really help you if they just start doing shitty stuff with Photoshop is what I'm saying. If they break it, you mean? Yeah, if they just do a shitty job, if Photoshop just keeps sucking harder and harder, it doesn't matter that you can buy it on yeah, fair terms. Right, that may be true. Right? That may be true. We also we also mm -hmm. might be reaching the limit of where, and possibly this is why they're going to subscription as well, is like what a 2D editor is necessary to do is like a word processor. It's getting to the point where it's like, that's what it does. Like... So and and so it's like well yeah. we need to start that's, figuring that's the, out how to we're get back to my vision of the future thing yeah, yeah like if you can't think of a hundred thousand things to do to Photoshop to make it better you are fired yeah like it's yeah. terrible yep 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 right? that's probably it's true absolutely horrid um, and I'm not even someone who studies this problem day to day like yeah. I open up Photoshop and I'm like there are a thousand things I would do in this program to make it work better right? right there are things that I've seen in other packages that already exist that it doesn't do that you should be doing in this right but that's a separate issue yeah. So the thing that I think that's easy to solve is the licensing problem. I think that's actually very easy to solve. And the reason I think that's easy to solve is because we already have a solution for it and we've already impl implemented that solution for it. We just didn't implement it for software. And what that is is basically like you will notice when you go to the grocery store and you buy crackers mm -hmm. or a melon or whatever the hell you buy. It is very interesting. It's telling. People take it for granted. But it is telling. You will note you are basically never surprised. You go into the store, you pay a sticker price for the thing, you take it home, and you will never hear from that grocery store again. No matter okay. what you do with it. Yeah. Right, right. And now if you think for a minute, you should say, well, why is that true? Because you probably haven't ever thought of it because the grocery store works really goddamn well in America. <laughs> right. like grocery stores are owning it. Okay. Right? They like really deliver. Okay, I don't see where you're going with this yet. Well, I'll but tell I like you where it. I'm going with it. All right. Because if grocery stores were allowed to do whatever they wanted. If they were run by, you know, Steve Ballmer, mm -hmm. ran a grocery store. 
then what would happen is they would constantly be changing the terms under which you get your groceries. When you go in to buy a head of lettuce, they would say, look. I see. You can have this head of lettuce for a buck fifty, which is the sticker price that's on here. But we are mandating that we can come into your house and look at how you're eating that lettuce anytime we want. <laughs> right? If you eat the lettuce, you know, and you use it on a sandwich, it has to be on a sandwich that has, you know, craft uh, brand singles cheese on it. <laughs> and if you don't use craft brand singles cheese, then you can't eat the lettuce on the sandwich. Or it's $4 instead right? of like 50 It's yeah. going to be $4 for the lettuce that goes with the, with the other cheese. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Any other cheese. Now, if you think that the reason why you don't have that is because of competition or because capitalism works or any of these things, you're actually wrong. The reason that we don't have those things is because it is illegal to do so. There is a concept of common contract law, which basically says that purchases, they're a specific thing. Mm -hmm. If you purchase something in a store, okay. there is an implied contract that is not alterable by the person from whom you are purchasing the good. Vendors have no ability to alter the terms under which they sell you products. And that was a fucking revolution, right? <laughs> that is the reason why your grocery store is awesome. Like, look this up if you don't believe me. It's like first year law school shit. That when you go into a store and buy a head of lettuce, that is not the invisible hand coming okay. in and giving you the lettuce in a way that's delicious and clean, right? <laughs> What that actually is, is the big bad evil government, right? They actually have laws that have been established over time, which basically say, you know what? Here is exactly how these transaction works. And I shouldn't say the big bad government because honestly, a lot of it had to do with like law lawyers and suing and yeah. court cases and all this shit. But point being, it was established that there are a number of things that are true. One of the things that's true is that if you tell me that you have a, a head of lettuce for $1.50 on the sign, and I go in and I try to buy the, dollar, the thing for $1.50, and I get half a head of lettuce, right? I'm entitled to the rest of the lettuce. <laughs> it's, there are things about this that ordinary people probably don't realize, but one of the really cool things about it is if they can't give you a head of lettuce, if you got half a head and you're like, it says a whole head of lettuce for $1.50, they're actually required to give you the whole head of lettuce. They can't just give you a refund. <laughs> and if they can't give you the whole head of lettuce, they have to give you the market equivalent of the whole head of lettuce price. <laughs> so if it would cost you $3 to buy that whole head of lettuce down the street, I see. you're entitled to $3, right. not but the 150 back. Right. So there's all of these things that were like established that are like, here is how transactions occur. They can't do maneuver <clears throat> Software needs to have this happen and fast. <laughs> there has to be a rule which says that software cannot be licensed. There is no such thing as a license in software. Yep. Software has to be a purchase, right? Mm -hmm. When you buy the software, that's how they've gotten you get around it. it so far. Is that is how they've gotten around it. Right. Software is a product, it must be purchased, it cannot be a service under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, again, it's not because there aren't advantages in having a system which would allow people to provide softwares as a service. We've seen evidence of things that were positive in that sense. Like you can, I don't know, like using cloud services, I'm sure there is some evidence somewhere that just has escaped me, because I've <laughs> sort of never seen it, but that shows that there is a benefit to having software as a service. Right. I know there's a lot of people who claim that it's a service, but right. it's never been a service for me. Right. 
The reason that we shouldn't allow that is because software developers has demonstrated clearly and unambiguously that they are not capable of handling it responsibly. They aren't. So if you so now there are things that aren't governed by the law, those same laws of purchases. Like <clears throat> I mean, certainly cars, there's a lot of negotiating where like what they list and what you get them for is very different. No, cars are covered by all of this stuff. Now, how do they get away with the sticker price nonsense and moving it around when you actually do go to purchase it? There is no law that says they cannot give it to you for less than the price that they advertised. Or push you on things. Yes. Yeah. We can barter all day long. Mm -hmm. But we can't have a sign up that says, new Toyota Corolla, $50. And then you come in there and they're like, you know what? I'm sorry. We're all out. If that happens, there had better bring a thing that says while supplies last. Because if it doesn't say that, <laughs> they have to give you a fucking Toyota Corolla for $50. Like, right. that's just the way it works. And it's important that it worked that way because you don't... And, and this kind of get back to, like, the, all of the right and wrongness theories of economies. Mm -hmm. But the truest thing about any economic system is that you have to pick what you maximize. And it's the thing that's left out of a lot of discussions, unfortunately... It is true that things like free markets are good. In fact, they may be the best thing at maximizing. The problem is they maximize whatever the fuck the people who come into them to choose to maximize, right? It's like you are going to maximize what a set of people who end up having the advantages because of random shit that happens at the beginning. Whatever they want right. to maximize for themselves, they will maximize. The law is there, and the reason that we don't ever really want truly free markets, the law is there to set up the maximization function that's good for everyone, right? It's to ensure that the value we are maximizing right. is a value that's good for everybody. Right. And the reason that common contract law is very important is because what that does is that maximizes the value of a transaction to the consumer. It's saying we are controlling the means of providing the product right. because we do not want you to optimize on that. Because what you would do as a grocery store if you were trying to optimize your income is you'll optimize across switches all of the things. Yeah. You will not just optimize on how good your product is. You right. will not just optimize on how low the cost is. You will not just optimize on how good your service is. You will optimize on all of the other ways you might be able to trick the customer, change the value proposition, discredit your competitors, all of that stuff, right. uh, lock in. All of right. these things, right? And one of the things that really sucks, right? And it's an example of like how, how this old contract law is not caught up with modernization. Loyalty cards. Right. right. Right? Perfect example of modern technology is ahead of where the law is. So it is always a bad idea to have loyalty cards for the consumer. The consumer, for to be best served, to have the lowest prices and the best products for the consumer, it's always best for them to be able to switch which store they are purchasing from at a moment's notice. Right. They, if they can go across the street and get a head of lettuce or here and get a head of lettuce, that's always the best. The instant you have some way of locking them in, mm -hmm. of making it more beneficial for them to continue shopping the same, the value proposition curves right. slightly and now all the lettuce got a little bit more expensive right. because now they can't just, they don't just compete on price, they compete on price if you're a frequent shopper here right. and if you've already given us some information which we can also sell, like it's no longer the price of lettuce anymore. And so that's the problem with software right now is because you are not locked into a provisioning model, you can optimize on things that are not the product and it's price. Right. And those are the only two things historically that we've ever really wanted people to optimize. Right. And I think most people, if they think about it for a second, they will agree 
that we don't really want contracts to be the thing that people are spending their time optimizing. But that's what they are. Like, EULAs? There's right. no EULA when you buy a head of lettuce, and the reason is because there can't be. They're right. not allowed to give you something that you have to sign to buy your lettuce. Right. And that's what we want. We want there to never be a reason to optimize on the contractual trappings of your purchase because as soon as you do, they will focus all of their firepower there and very little on the product because they know if they can trick you, if they can get you locked in, if they can manipulate you, that's way easier than having to actually do the hard work of how the fuck do we grow cheap right. lettuce and provide it to you at a low cost. Now there's trouble with that in terms of things where you're like, uh, if you are a governmental agency mm -hmm. and you buy a word processor, okay. it is you can copy that word processor for every one of their customers very easily. Uh -huh. So whereas a head of lettuce, you can't, it's it's a tangible thing. You a can't gov split a government it. agency? I'm just saying, like, if you had full common law, like a like the government buys a copy of Photoshop and gives it to all their customers, right? It's the license that says it's for one person, right? No, so the interesting part about that, again is that the government controls that though, right? So the government are the people who control copyright law. Right. They could simply say it is illegal to, co to copy a work that you have purchased, which by the way, conveniently, they've already said. But wait, how, but it, it's making it, making a copy is, it's not making a copy, it's using it in a, in a way that the software developer doesn't want you to. I and don't like, follow you. Well, like, Give me the specific case. Okay, so it's not, you can't just say copying because nobody's using the original disk you got anymore. It's moving around all digitally all the time. So when you buy a piece of software, you buy it for an employee. Like I, when I buy a copy of Beyond Compare, I'm buying it for me or I'm buying it okay, for okay. somebody at my company. Okay. So the, the whatever law that the government has to, pro, uh, uh, that, that provides, okay. would have to say like, okay, when you buy software now, if it's under this kind of piece of software, maybe they maybe that's how they solve it is they just have a couple classes. Like yeah. this kind of software you can buy on a per person basis, this one you can buy on a this basis. I'd be worried that the third one is simply this is a product that you can rent. Uh, this is a right. product you buy oh, for a period of time. Well, and again, so when I talk about this, I'm really talking about more this is what a rational society would do. Mm -hmm. We all know that having the government do this in its current state wouldn't help at all. Because all the government would do would just write whatever the fucking BSA told them to write. Right, right, right. So it wouldn't, it would no, not, I'm just assuming, our current I'm just trying Congress to think, wouldn't do shit. I'm just trying right? to imagine but, the law that would allow you to sell software like Beyond Compare and software like... Uh, uh, I think it's pretty trivial. I don't think it's that hard. I mean, you think I'd have are, to think it through and make sure I covered everything. But a law that was simply like... You know, software is sold on a per person basis. So you set a price for a person, it is in that person's name, and at any time that person could choose to sell it or give it to someone else, at which mm -hmm. point they no longer can use it and the other person can. So it's right. just assigned to a person. That's it, right? And maybe you have, like I said, you, like, like you were saying, maybe you have a couple of those that were the, are the standard ways of licensing things. They pre-say in the law, like in the, in the case law would build this up, of exactly what that means, and that is what it means. You cannot put into the contract, you're not allowed to file a class action lawsuit or all right. this other shit. Like, you can't do that because either class action lawsuits for law are or are not allowed, and that is just, that is yeah, what the so government hard. said, and it's over, right? So and that is what it should be, yeah. right? There's a separate issue of just like, why Adobe would do this separately from, they already have a monopoly. I, have a, they, I had one other point, by the way. You mentioned government agency. 
You were like, saying like government agents. Well, is it just imagining a large corporation oh, okay, with okay. a lot of employees? But the, the government comes to mind. Yeah, the, like, well, the interesting thing about the government is the government is bizarre, like in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. There are reasons why I understand perhaps why they decided to do this this way, but the government doesn't have to pay for its software. That was something they chose to do, mm-hmm. and I have no idea why they chose to do it. I would have to go back and look, but I mean, one of the things that's sort of endemic in legal theory everywhere, pretty much period, is sovereign immunity, which says that if I am the government, which in this case they are, you cannot sue me. Oh, I see. Right. Right. I am unsuable. And one of the interesting things about that is like, so we, in our country, right, we have the Bill of Rights and that's a way you can sue the government. So this basically says that you can sue the government for anything under the Bill of Rights. But if you want to sue the government for any other reason, then what sovereign immunity says is it says the government has to have previously stated you can't. they're okay with being sued. Right. For some unknown reason, I have no idea what it was. There are reasons I could come up with that were logical. There are reasons I could come up with that are logical, but I don't know which, if any of them are right. They said, we are subjecting ourselves to copyright lawsuit. For other reasons I don't know, they said, we are not subjecting ourselves to patent lawsuits. So the government could do anything it wants to patent them. It does not that. matter, right? If the, if the government wants to build a plane that infringes on everyone's patents, if they want to build a computer, if they want to slide to unlock every door at the <laughs> Pentagon, they can do so, and yeah. Apple can't have, do shit. Right. On the other hand, if they want Disney's cars to adorn the front of the White House, That's Disney can sue them into the Stone Age. I see. That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Um, what I was going to say is that there's another interesting question of why Adobe would choose to do this in the state that they're in of like with the file lockdown that they have, the file format lockdown that they have, <clears throat> yes. the, the, the community Why knowledge, mess with a good thing? Is that what you're Why saying? mess with a good thing? Like this is going to, I mean, the outcry of this is dramatic. Is it? And I haven't been following Yeah, yeah. And it has, and, it, and you have seen creative people can move. And they did, like, I mean, when Final Cut blew up from to Fi- the X, Final like, Cut did. People did, like, there, that's there it. There was an I'm exodus, done. I believe. I'm done. I mean, I don't know how much it actually turned out to be because I don't know I the just, numbers, yeah, but it was certainly I just know the my, my, the, the cases I know of, I know people stopped using Final Cut. I do too. They were like, fine, f- fuck it. I'll, you know, I'll use something else. Um, so that it just does seem like a mm-hmm. terrible plan because it doesn't give a lot of value preposition. Uh, 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 proposition to their customers. It's not something that you can sell them on because in almost any way it makes you feel like you're being fucked. There's no way somebody doesn't go, oh, thank God they're doing this. <laughs> I was just thinking that it was such a pain to buy an update every year. Thank God right. they're going to charge me every month. Right, right, right. right. That's not what anybody right. thought, yeah. right? No. Everybody else was thinking, Oh my god, it'd be really awesome if they didn't change the fucking program so much, right? right? right or yeah. fix the bugs in the last right, one right. without introducing yeah. new features that don't work in the new one. So it, it is really an odd, and maybe it is just a complete place of strength from them where they know they can't get fucked with, but I just, <clears throat> it's, it just well, seems or dangerous. They're about to find out yeah. exactly how fucked with they can be. I mean, sometimes these things ruin companies, right? Yeah. And like all of a sudden, everyone starts working on competing packages or who the hell knows what yeah. happens, right? Yeah. I mean, presumably that won't happen because like I said, it just doesn't seem like there's very much interest yeah. in the software community for competing for 2D editing It's very stuff. strange. I mean, why so, Autodesk hasn't done that is bizarre to me, but it seems, I don't know, it's very strange. Maybe there's I, patents I that they're just point. there. That, They'd be gone by that now. That blocked up. They'd be done. Uh, yeah, I mean, at out. least you could do that. But I mean, I will say that so, Photoshop doesn't bother me as much because GIMP is good. Like, um, Yeah, I don't need Photoshop. Yeah, uh, GIMP is, I mean... 
it is different, but it is no worse than Photoshop, certainly. It, it is worse in a few ways if you're if you do a lot of painting if you do a lot of digital yeah maybe painting, I most of the it's stuff I use true it for that editing Photoshop is better yeah. but like I can get by with GIMP and the other interesting thing about GIMP is like the amount of time that would probably take me to rebuild the parts uh, that I actually need from these packages is like a month or two yeah it's not like video editing where it's like work I really wouldn't want to have to yeah. deal with it's like reading so, fucked up file formats and stuff that's but that's Photoshop is like for creating shit yeah and I like. Just making a paint program that does the few paint things I need would be yeah. really easy for me. So what? So, so it is. It so is that scares crazy. me a lot less. So, so Premiere is Premier the one, is that, the one that's and a it bit impacts troublesome. Us. And, and Adobe Illustrator, nobody ever fucking uses. No, and, so that's and, done. Inkscape is absolutely. Yeah, it's the same. It's Whatever. the same. Yeah. It's like that's not like. And for me, for photo editing, yeah. GIMP's fine. Like actual creation, I could see maybe, but for normal photo editing, I have no problem with GIMP. But. Uh, but there's not an option for that for yet. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping the Reaper people uh, come up, put an FFmpeg editor, I mean reader. You think they're going to do... I would love if the Reaper I just people, it, Reaper it, is such a great it's package. Already, I would Reaper love is all, Reaper to is do video. already that layout. I mean, it's, audio, linear audio right. editing and digital uh, video editing is the same fucking thing. The fact that there are different programs for that right. is just an anomaly anyway. Right. And they if can the sort of do some that, stuff yeah. now, but they can't do... It's not their focus. So it'd be nice if somebody came in because I feel like somebody's got to because it is becoming a problem. Um, and the nice thing is that Reaper uh, and some of the other smaller packages could go ahead and be like, hey, we just use... You have to go get the FFmpeg DLL and uh, or download... I think they already do. Maybe. I think you already have to do that because Reaper has a feature that allows you to view video while you're doing your audio mm. editing. So maybe for, for syncing, to, you can't really edit the video much yeah. or do anything like that. Yeah. But you, So it's like it is, they already that, do have you download FFmpeg, that, I think. The, so they're halfway there. Right, and they're also... Blender, is, by the way, will do all the Premiere stuff. It's I've just heard it, Blender, the interface yeah. and the... It doesn't... It's not fast enough. Like, it's too cumbersome because it doesn't... It's not set up really for that. Right. So it'd be really hard to do much editing. But for like for this show, you could totally do it. Because yeah. you, all you do is like clip a few things and change some color balance. Anyway, I, I'm hoping, so. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping in, in, a, in a normal world, I would expect Adobe to go, okay, we fucked up, sorry. Oopsie. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. it has been a grow up. But in the, in the, in the uh, absence of that, then there's big trouble. Now, there's another thing Adobe's doing, but we should probably save that for another podcast. All right. Which is Adobe's decided to get into hardware. That Ladies is definitely gentlemen. another podcast. And that is another podcast. There's a lot you can say about that. There's a lot going on there. But we'll, we'll, let's do that next week. We'll do that next time. Sounds good to me. All right, everybody. Uh, I guess what to do is try to support people that don't do this bullshit. Is that Which is getting harder and harder. consumer is very harder difficult. And harder. What the hell do you, you buy? You can't even vote. Yeah. yeah anyway, terrible. try GIMP. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. I don't know what so to bad. tell you for video. Or the other thing is, hey, man, maybe try to get into the code base, fix some shit in GIMP. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. If you're a good programmer and you don't mind working with, you know, kind of hairy code bases, <laughs> give it a shot, right? <laughs> it could get a lot better with not that much work, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next week with Adobe on hardware. Sounds good.